how do I guarantee that God will answer my prayer? How do I guarantee that God will answer my prayer? I'm going to share with you, in light of today's gospel, Thomas's doctrine on what he calls infallible prayer. That if we pray in this way, that they will be infallibly answered by God. And he gives four requirements. All of them have to be met. And the reason I bring it up is because it's clearly examined, it's clearly um, exemplified in the leper's relationship with Jesus in the gospel today. And so I'm just going to go through the four, and then we'll talk about maybe why it's underwhelming. First, Thomas says that we must pray for ourselves if we want to guarantee that our prayer will be answered. The reason is simple, because I can't control the disposition of another. And this isn't one of those things where if I'm just holier, then God will automatically answer my prayer. At the Last Supper, the Son of God, the Holy One, prayed that we may be one as he and the Father are one. And every day, that prayer gets less and less likely of being answered as more and more churches fraction off. It's not about necessarily how holy we are that guarantees our prayer to be answered. But we do, we, the one disposition we can control is our own disposition. Not even Christ can control our disposition with his prayer. And so the leper brings himself to Christ. He doesn't bring anyone else. Secondly, Thomas says that we must pray for what is necessary for our salvation. So that if I pray for myself and my own mental health, but then I only pray, Lord, please allow number 15 of the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, to fall flat on his back at 5.30 this afternoon so that Joe Burrow might one day have a shot of surpassing him. Well, then that's not necessary, sadly, for my salvation. And so there's no guarantee that that prayer will be answered. But we see this um, in the leper today. The leper obviously has much more serious trials than I do later this evening. His trial is that he has a disease that will kill him. There's no guarantee that if he prays for healing, that his prayer will be answered. But there is guarantee that if he prays, no, Lord, don't heal me, but make me clean, that it will. The reason? Because you had to be ritually clean in order to worship in the temple. And in order to be saved, you have to worship in the temple. For the leper, his desire is not first to be healed of his leprosy. His desire is to worship God. And God grants that request. Not, Lord, heal me, but, Lord, make me clean. Thirdly, Thomas says, we have to pray piously. We see this in the leper as well, that he goes kneeling down and begging to Jesus that he be healed. And this piety is not a kind of presumption. It's not, Jesus, you're a nice guy. 
you have to answer this request. He kneels down because he has an understanding that only God can heal leprosy. In the Old Testament, Naaman the Syrian in the book of Kings approaches Elijah the prophet, and he has leprosy. Elijah, when asked whether he can heal it, responds, who do you think I am? God? Only God was understood to be able to heal leprosy. And so this leper went to Jesus intuiting something that maybe not a lot of others did. Perhaps this is God. Perhaps he can heal my leprosy. Approaching Jesus as the Holy One, piously. And then the fourth and the last requirement that guarantees that our prayers will be answered is that we pray perseveringly. So we heard in the first reading, if any leper was deemed leprous, he had to declare himself unclean and separate himself. This man goes to Jesus, and so he breaks the law. The penalty for that is that Jesus could have picked up a stone and killed him. He could have been stoned to death. But he perseveres in his prayer, and so God requests, grants his request. And so, again, the four requirements are this, that we pray for ourselves, that we pray for what pertains to our salvation, that we pray piously, and that we pray with perseverance. In other words, what I'm saying is, if you pray that you be saved seriously, God will guarantee to grant that request. Now, when I open up the homily, you might have been more excited. Like as in, well, if I pray this way, like I was going to offer you a prayer hack, if I pray this way, then God will make my life less stressful, or God will heal a family member of their terminal illness, or God will bring this person in my family back to the church. But if that is our desire, and and when I first read this doctrine from Thomas, I was also underwhelmed. It shows something more about us than it does about God. We have to consider that God is a good father who not only is all good, but is also all powerful. And so the one wish that he would make that would be infallibly granted that we be saved must be the most important one. It's not whether a family member who's dying will be saved, and it's not whether Patrick Mahomes will not win a third Super Bowl tonight. It's if we will be saved. It is the most important thing. And we know this because God will infallibly grant it if we request it of him, and because he is a good father. But, The way that we must approach him, then, is as the leper, and that is we approach him particularly in our weakness. Because what Christ does is that he swaps places with us. I'll give you an example of how Christ swaps places with the leper. Many of you may know or have known uh, my grandfather of late, or step-grandfather, Baptiste Vadrin. He was a an electrician in Ville Platte. Toward his later years, would go and visit him, and he didn't remember my name. 
But I would always go up to his recliner because he'd beckon me over. And he put his finger on the middle of my chest. And every time I'd look at his finger on the middle of my chest and then he would flick up and hit my nose. It was like the Alzheimer's had transferred over to me because I should not have fallen for that trick about 20 times, which I did. But Christ is the one who takes the penalty of the leprous man because after the leper enters into the town, which he was not able to do before, Christ is the one who cannot enter into the town because so many people are pressing on him. He takes the spot. But the thing is, what's good about the leprous man's prayer, not only does he approach him in his weakness, but he approaches him with something that he probably shouldn't have hope to be fulfilled. Think about all the other lepers he's with. In their wildest dreams, do they ever even consider that they would be healed of their leprosy? No, it's a death sentence. And so if it does not excite us that God will infallibly grant our request to save us, it tells us that maybe we're spiritual lepers. That is, we've already kind of accepted we're a disappointment to God. Maybe we've already kind of accepted that we can't be a saint. Maybe we've already kind of accepted that we can't be truly holy. And with that, doubt our true salvation. But as the leper approaches Jesus, praying for himself, asking to be saved, piously persevering in prayer, Jesus speaks to him very clearly. I do will it be made clean.